Welcome to episode 148 of the Thunder Underground podcast. I'm Trent and this is Jason. What's going on? Well, all kinds of stuff. We're going to get into several different topics here. On That's this, right. On this episode. Because you know who our guests are this week? Jason Paul Wood. And Trenton Reed Chainhalls. Oh, wow. You put that out there. Well, I put yours out there. Just uh, <laughs> us. So I hope you guys are happy with that because that's what you're going to get. Yeah, here in about 15, 20 minutes, <laughs> we'll break to the interview of us interviewing each other. Oh, well, we will. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Anyway, <laughs> before we get into all this stuff, as it seems like we've mentioned before, every few episodes we're talking about someone who passed away. Yeah. Here in the, the world of music. And yet again, this past week, we lost another one. We lost Chuck Mosley, formerly of Faith No More, of course. Yes, original singer, Faith No More. Yeah. Well, wasn't Courtney Love the original singer? We don't need to go over that. Okay. That doesn't count. Fuck her. <laughs> the singer on the first two albums. Yes. Or the EP and then the album. Mm -hmm. Of course, introduce yourself. Everybody knows Chuck from that. This guy, you know, Faith No More's. One of my all-time favorite bands. Yes. And this guy, obviously, is a big part of the history. That's right. Even though it was only an album and a half, basically. But Still, though, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm letting you take the reins on this one because this is one of your absolute all-time favorite bands. Well, it's, you know, with Faith No More, like most people our age, I got into them after he was gone. Mm -hmm. Like, whenever they kind of broke mainstream. Yeah. You know, because we were at that age, 13 or so, whenever they broke big, and... That's when I latched on to him. So, of course, like you do with any band, you go backwards after. Oh, definitely. After I got the real thing, then I'm like, well, you got to go get, introduce yourself. Yeah. And it's totally different, obviously, than what they became. Mm -hmm. And, of course, Faith No More, what they became was different all the time anyway. Mm -hmm. So, really saying it's totally different doesn't really mean much. But, of course, his vocals were totally different than Mike Patton. But just like Mike Patton, you could say about Chuck Mosley, he's pretty much one of a kind when it comes to his voice because you can't really thing i love about it is i was just trying to think before we recorded this what to say and to someone that's never heard him i mean how will you even describe it yeah yeah no. it's just one of those voices it's like you can't really say well it sounds like this sounds a little bit like this you know it's a lower register voice but mm -hmm. at the same time it's not really comparable to someone and that's a great thing and yeah. if do what no no go ahead huh. Oh, no, I was just going to say, later on, he went. He was into Bad Brains for a while. Yes, yeah, and I forgot about that. Yeah. Done well, some other stuff, a lot uh, of solo tours. And, and, you know, it's like Faith No More had their success. We all know that with Mike Patton and whatnot and whatever. But, I mean, We Care A Lot is still one of, the, one of their most revered songs. It's used in movies, commercials, all kinds of shit. And lyrically, it's one of the best songs ever. Yeah, well, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. And I mean, get, everybody knows we care a lot. Yeah, but that whole album's filled with, you know, unheralded great songs like the Crab Song, you know, uh, Introduce Yourself. Yeah. And, of course, you know, that first album's got Mark Bowen, and then it's, you know, it's just all kinds of Arabian disco. I could go on. <laughs> but another thing to point out is basically one week before he passed away, he put a new album out. I know. That's crazy. And it's Primitive Race is the name of the band. 
you know, I'd known it was out and just hadn't got around to listen to it. I actually listened to it today so I could speak on it. Mm-hmm. And it's a really good album. It's, yeah. it's kind of, it's really, it's hard rock. It's not heavy, but it's, it leans, it leans hard rock. Yeah. But it's just one of those kind of like rock albums where it almost sounds kind of like maybe an alternative band decided to be heavy. Mm-hmm. It was a good way to put it, you know, and it's got his signature, you know, kind of voice, but his vocals to me, you know, obviously this is what, 30 years removed from yeah. when most people found out about him. His voice is matured and it's even better, you know, musically than it was 30 years ago. And, you know, I hope people, you know, like it, when anyone passes away, people always go back and listen to stuff. You know, I hope besides just going and listening to Fade No More's first album, people check this out. Mm-hmm. And I saw a thing, a post from the band earlier that said, you know, after they talked about, you know, the sadness of losing him, that all the proceeds from it are going towards uh, Music Cares charity. That's good. So they're That's not awesome. taking any profit off this yeah. thing. Yeah. So check that out. Primitive Race, new album Soul Pretender. It's a really good listen all the way through. You know, another thing to point out, you know, as being a big fan of Faith No More, we, as you know, he messaged us out of the blue. Yes. Earlier this year, like early in the summer, he messaged Thunder Underground and asked us for suggestions for places in Tulsa and Oklahoma City, smaller venues for them to play when he was coming through. Mm-hmm. And two and a half years we've been doing this, you know, there's been a few points, you know, when we met a few people. Obviously, Gene Simmons or Reed Mullen or <laughs> yeah. whoever, you know, that you kind of get a little fanboyish, get that pit in your, thing in your stomach, you know. And it's the same way when I got that email. I was like, what the fuck's this guy emailing us for, you know? <laughs> and so that was just really cool that he reached out and was able to give him some information on that. And he ended up playing Oklahoma City. And unfortunately, things came up and we weren't able to go. But, but hey, at least you, know, you could probably say that you had some kind of hand in him playing Oklahoma City, maybe. Well, there you go. You know, yeah. so... So we should feel good in that. That's true. get into this episode and talk about some more uplifting things. Yes, let's do it. What do we want to speak on first? My Google Docs is on the fritz, so <laughs> you tell me. Well, let's, I'm, I'm trying to look it up. Well, let's talk about the timely matters first. Okay. This past weekend, <laughs> we both went to a couple shows. Yes. You went to, <clears throat> here in Tulsa, I Custom sure Black came back to town. Yes, I, I sure did. It was uh, Oklahoma Braves, uh, Custom Black, and Screamy Red Mutiny at the Coyote Club. Uh, that's um, basically 11th and Sheridan in Tulsa, 8th right. in Sheridan. Right. Um, I've been to this venue probably 20 years ago. I saw DDS and David Souders. Oh, wow. I can't remember what it was called back then, but I hadn't been there since. But, you know, this place is really nice. Um, I remember Steve Ray saying the inside was really yes, done up really well. Really nice. Um, they had the game going. Everybody was asking where you were at. And I would point to the TV and said, he's there. And they're like, oh, that's badass. He's at the OU game. I'm like, yes. 
Even though I ended up not going. Yeah. You didn't go to the game? <laughs> no. Oh, I thought you went to the game. I'm just not hearing this now. You yeah. never said anything. No, we decided to go to ministry, and then we ended up not doing that either. But that's a whole other story. Jesus Christ. So you should have came back and went to the show. Yeah. What, what did you do? You probably just hung out in the hotel room. No, we drove around Dallas, went to some record stores, went to a bar. So could you not get into the game? Is that why? No, we just decided to... We decided several days before to stay and go to see ministry. Okay. And what I'll, they I'll just, they're playing Gas Monkey live. Son of a bitch. And I'll just you throw notice. it in real quick. We got over there to the venue. And this is going to make me sound like like some crusty old dude or something. You know? Or sound like Jason Wood. But Fuck you. Hey, I went to a show. You didn't. Well, no. but Get bent. No. You're not hearing what I'm saying. That's it. <laughs> I got to the venue. And it's packed the fuck out. I don't know if it's sold out. or I mean, it wasn't sold out, but I don't mm-hmm. know if it was getting close to capacity. But there was the line, you know, the gas monkey live was yes. wrapped clear around the building back there where the buses are. Fuck. And there was already a ton of people inside. Just the, So anyway, I'm like, hold on. I remember going to this venue many times and it's fun. But I remember the time I went to Slayer and Anthrax and Death Angel. And it's really shitty when that place is filled. Because if you're not, a, up. yeah, I mean, if you're not anywhere near the front, your view is total shit. Yeah. You know, once you get back past the soundboard, you can't fucking see what's going on. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm not going to pay a hundred bucks to go in here and hear ministry for an hour and 20 minutes and not even be able to see what the fuck's going on. Mm-hmm. So we just turned around and left. There you go. Wow. Well, okay. <laughs> That's cool. Anyways. Um... It was great to see Oklahoma Rays. Um, you know, Steve Ray is looking great. You know, he's in great shape now. Um, and they sounded amazing. Uh, you know, he, he, he hooked me up with a shirt. It's always good to see Oklahoma Rays. Um, they, they don't gig as much as some of the other bands around Tulsa do. Right. I don't think so. It was always a treat to get to see them and, they sounded great. They were tight, on point. Um, Custom Black was just a machine. It was good to talk to those guys again. Um, you know, I mean, seriously, what can you say about them that uh, that we haven't already said? They're they're so they're tight. Um, they they've got that genre locked down pat. You know, um, the, you know, uh, Josh is just, huh? That smoke show rise. Yeah, definitely. Josh phenomenal. is just. He's got that fucking SG with the curly cord, and, you know, he's just killing it. Um, and uh, Screaming Red Mutiny, they were great. I-, I will admit, by that time in the night, I was getting a little sketchy, <laughs> you know. But, um, you know, our buddy Eric Reese went with me, and he really loved Screaming Red Mutiny. Oh, that's cool. He really dug them a lot. Um, and how could you not? They're so good, you know. And uh, it was just a fun night, and you know, I I I, I hope I hope um, I hope they have more shows there. Uh, you know, I think we need more venues like this. Um, it was a decent turnout, so the sounds good and everything. The sound was good. Um, you know, the the bar staff was you know, you know, they were they were swift and they were polite. Um, it it was great, and I really hope that maybe this is just another place where we can have some original Tulsa music, you know? Yeah, you hear that Coyote Club start booking Yes. Booking shows every weekend. Definitely, definitely. Um 
Someone, yeah. another uh, thing Ter- to ask. Oh, what? Terry Waska and Dave Cantrell were out there, and I got to say hi to them nice. real quick. Um, so it, 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 it was a good night, and uh, I, I think that it was uh, well-balanced, you know, three bands, nothing really, they didn't overdo anything, just good tight sets. Um, I, I really hope that Coyote Club uh, keeps doing this, and I'm pretty sure they have a Facebook page, and we should tag them, so... All that kind of stuff. Right. So, you told me beforehand that Tony took you out and played you yes. a new Screaming Red Muni yes, song. He did. So, how was that? It was a bad, it was badass. It was, as you know, right. like I always like to say, it was a ball squasher. Right. And uh, these guys have some great things going on. Um, you know, I, 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 I met Ryan Paquette from uh, uh, Mugen. Um, had enough. Uh, so, I mean, it was just, it was a good night, uh, you know, I, it was a good hang and, uh, you know, I, I mean, it's just, uh, that was a, gr- a great evening for Tulsa music. Yeah, definitely. And Steve Ray had, uh, big fat guy sizes of Oklahoma shirts. So I got one of those <laughs> Right on. and it's awesome. So, I mean, I can't complain. Yeah. There's all kind. I mean, in that same night, unfortunately, there was another kick-ass show yeah, going on. Yeah, Severmind and Grind and Machine the Mountain were at the Shrine, and I hated missing that. That would have been just as badass, I'm yes. sure. Yes, and, and, and I apologize, but I don't get to see Oklahoma Brace too often, so... And Custom Black, you know, yes, being Custom out of town. Yes, Custom Black from, from out of town. I had to go see them again. So, that, that, that was cool. That was really cool. But yeah, that's the third time Custom Black's been here since the beginning of the year, so... Yes, that's right. I hope... I hope maybe people are starting to latch on to them and they'll yeah. just keep coming back, you know? Definitely, definitely. Yes, check out their EP Smoke Show Rise if you have not. That's fantastic. Yes. Uh, Mike Starkey was out there and he had his custom black shirt on. Right on. So that's awesome. Which, by the way, did you see Mike Starkey's pick from Halloween where he mm-hmm. was Bob Ross? I did. I forgot about that. That's pretty badass. And his wife was the Pretty Little Tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the Pretty Little Trees. <laughs> uh, what was I, I? I watched like I took like three days in a row and watched like four seasons of that show. Really? You got It's so soothing. Yeah. You know. <laughs> you know. We're, we're just happy little accidents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen that in forever. Well. The same time you were doing that, well, the night before, I was in Dallas. Yes. And I saw Our Lady Peace. They are on tour right now doing the Clumsy Tour, basically. Yeah. Because it's 20 kind years. Kind of one of those in its entirety things? Well, they they didn't do that. Oh, okay. But close. Mm-hmm. Instead of doing the in its entirety, they just they start to show off with like the first four songs and then play some other stuff, and then throw in, like, four other songs throughout there. So they've got gotcha. eight, basically eight of the 11 songs were played. I yeah. looked at all the set lists, and surprisingly, they were changing the set list every night. Okay. They would, you know, a couple of the later songs that weren't the obvious songs, they would switch in and out which songs they were playing, but it always seemed to be eight of them. Yeah. And, you know, so it's kind of cool, because they're playing, like I said, the first four songs or the first four songs of that album so they kick this show off with superman's dead so when you can come out straight out the gate and play one of your big hits and still maintain the show you know that's always a cool sign definitely and 
you know, they played pretty much filled the show out with everything else you expect, you know, mm-hmm. three songs, I think, from Gravity, and then a couple from the first album, a couple from Happiness Is Not A Fish You Cannot Catch, and then they played two new songs as well. They just had an EP that came out oh, okay. about a month ago, which did, is really good. Did they do Starseed? Yeah, that's why they finished yes. it. Did they do Somewhere Out There, Somewhere Out There? Yeah. Yes. Of course. Awesome. <laughs> okay, sorry. But yeah. I, mean, I, I had to sing that a little bit. <laughs> you sound almost as good as Rain. Uh, Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> but they, there's, you know, such a cool band to see live because they don't, you know, some of the songs sound just like they do on album, but some of them don't. And they, mm-hmm. they're one of those bands that, you know, their first couple of albums and then the later stuff is real loose sounding yeah, and then of yeah. course the bob rock gravity was real, right. way way more Man, produced yeah i forgot he fucking did that didn't he yeah. that's why it was so big and concise yes, and like yeah. more radio sounding than yeah, everything else course, they were doing of course but it's a great album of mm-hmm. course and so when they're playing some of these other songs live besides that album it sounds real loose but at the same time completely put together if that's a yeah if gotcha. that makes sense yeah. at all you know and it's yeah. so it's not like your typical this sounds exactly you know note for note like it does on record or whatever and you know he's still got that great unique voice that kind of set him apart from most of the bands of the 90s you know definitely definitely um you know i i, I don't i don't mean to, to to hijack your description of the concert experience but you know when we Whenever we talk about Our Lady Peace, you know, my thoughts are immediately taken back to that acoustic show we saw. Right. At Delaware Playhouse at 15th and Delaware in Tulsa, what, 20 years ago? 1997, 1998? I think it was late. Yeah, I think it was after Clumsy. So probably late 90s, like 98, 99. I mean, I mean, one, for them to do that in Tulsa at that venue was amazing. Yeah. And two, that performance in and of itself was just, it was phenomenal. It was one of the coolest experiences I've ever had. I'll never forget it, you know? Yeah. Because that doesn't happen a lot, and I don't even know what that venue does anymore. But I think we, it's we, called we, something we, else. Yeah, but we got to see that there, and it was it was amazing. Yeah, and I don't even know if, at that point, if they were on it, were they on a national tour doing an acoustic tour? I, I, I think they were, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know. And uh, I know I've seen them since, but I just can't remember where. Probably like an Edge Fest or an Edge Birthday Bash or something. Well, they played one of the Edge Fests back when it was in oh, Mohawk Park. Probably then, yeah. And that was, I think, before that show. Oh, okay, yeah. And then, I mean, that was just such a special thing to see, but anyway, sorry. Well, I've seen them... I, I had to bring that up. I've seen them several times, and this one was the first time i'd ever seen him in a headline show besides that acoustic mm-hmm. set mm-hmm. and so it's the longest i've ever seen him play they played almost two hours and it was what uh gas monkey again right yeah okay okay yeah and that's the other thing like i thought well yeah it'll yeah. be i figured there'd be a decent amount of people but it'd be kind of that place is massive yes so i thought it, it might look a little more sparse yeah. than it is but it wasn't it was yeah it goes way back i mean the, the crowd was packed from the front clear back to the the soundboard mm-hmm. so anybody that's there knows that's a decent amount of space to fill and then back behind that was sparse but it was you know you could fit another thousand people back there if you wanted but yeah uh-huh. you know it was so there was a way better turnout than 
I expected, and I'm glad to see that. Definitely, definitely. It was worth the trip. Awesome. All right, so something else we need to talk about that we haven't. Yes. That actually happened well, probably three weeks ago now. Mm-hmm. Was Warrant, Firehouse, and Rocket Science at Ideal Ballroom. At the Ideal, yeah. In Tulsa. Yeah. So, if you've listened to this podcast any number of times, you've probably heard us mention Warrant at least once. Oh, yeah. Even though we mention them like, um, you know, a million fucking times. Right. At least once you've heard it. Right. <laughs> so, as you've heard, we've already talked about Fade No More, Custom mm-hmm. Black, Our Lady Peace, and now Warren Firehouse. That's so right. So, we kind of cover the gamut here. Yeah, we, 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 we don't discriminate, you know, we... We come from a time where all that stuff kind of hit at once, and we love it all, and we don't think there's anything wrong with it. No. Yeah. And here in a bit, we're going to get into some thrash metal and some grunge. So. Yeah, so deal with it and fuck off if you yeah. don't like it. I just said that out loud. We're basically covering everything this episode. We need to talk about Cannibal Corpse, so we got that genre covered, too. Uh, I, I Real quick, we can talk about how Corpse Grinder's neck is like the neck of necks. So see, we, we just covered... Cannibal Corpse. Bam. <laughs> well, back to Warren. Yes, sorry. Now, Rocket Science kicks this thing off. Yeah. They've opened up, what, at least three of these shows now, right? Yeah, definitely. At the IDL, they opened up Tom Kiefer, they opened up Dokken. I feel like there might be one other one. I'm forgetting, but Winger, right? Didn't Doxy. Or no, Doxy opened Doxy up Winger. That That's one, right. Yeah, yeah so... Rocket Science is a Tulsa band. It's a cover band for this period of time. Yeah. But they yeah, cover if, more if, than just glam. They do your Judas Priest and yeah. Iron Maiden, that kind of stuff you, as well. You get your 80s, early 90s melodic rock, but you also get like some Iron Maiden, some Judas Priest. They did a great cover of Wasted Years by Iron Maiden with Jana, the guitar player, singing. Right. I mean, just superb. And I really, really enjoyed their set, and especially after after the set, they told us that, you know, the whole day was kind of running late and pushed back. They didn't have a sound check. They just kind of got thrown into things, and, you know, they pulled off they pulled off a flawless set, and that just shows their professionalism and uh, shows how good they are. So that was really great, you know. Yeah. A band like that that plays enough together they do a lot of shows in tulsa mm-hmm. you know can pull this kind of thing off and like yeah. you said they're professional they've all been doing this for for quite a long time that's right and they're a perfect band to open this up because you know it's always cool to see a band of original music but also at this kind of show it's cool to see a band knocking out these kind of songs as well because it really gets the crowd pumped i think yeah yeah for sure you know because everybody in the crowd knew every single song they're singing along to everything mm-hmm. and i think this is a good thing for rocket science because hopefully this brings people in the area out to their to their own shows that they do you know they they play at least a couple times a month so Definitely. get out there and see them and and uh, you're going to be hearing more about them soon enough, I believe. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we're kind of working on some stuff, but we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so keep listening to the next couple episodes here. And That's right. We'll talk a little more about rocket science. Exactly. Well, Firehouse hit the stage. And, man, earlier this year, actually it was the, early in the summer, I think, we had Bill Leverty on the yes. podcast. Yes, sir. 
And that was really great. Yeah, really cool to talk to him. You know, we talked to him for like, what, 45 minutes or something about all kinds of stuff. And Firehouse is one of those bands that, you know, even though they weren't on the heavier side of things, they still rocked the fuck out. Yeah. And they never disappoint because here we are 27 years after their first album came out and CJ Snare still sounds better than people half his age. Exactly. I mean, and, you know, and that's, that was really the first thing I'd have to say when you, when it comes to firehouses, um, all these years later, and that guy still sounds like a fucking beast. He can hit any note you put in front of him. Um, you know, and not a lot of guys can say that really. And, you, ha- you also have to remember, it was mentioned on stage, and, you know, if you follow Eddie Trunk and this and that and whatever, but that was a crazy weekend for Firehouse. You know, it was a Sunday night show. They played somewhere in fr- Friday night, I can't remember. They played that Saturday night at the Whiskey in L.A., and then they flew to Tulsa, and they, you know, they didn't have a lot of sleep, they didn't have a lot of rehearsal, and they just flew by the seat of their pants, and they killed it. Um, you know, that's, that's professionalism right there. Yeah. And like we talked about on a deal with Bill Everty, I know you're a big fan of of his work and he, he's another one never disappoints. It's fun to watch live. Definitely. And, you know, it's another band from that era. There's, you know, a lot of people talk about how this whole era of music has a lot of bands that. There's two versions of, or there's one version, and it's got like one or two guys left, but Firehouse is still three of the four original guys. That's right. That's right. And Alan McKenzie has been there for a long time now. So Exactly. Um, it was great, and you know, like you said, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Bill Everty's playing, and I'll say it again, probably like I said in that last episode, he is the perfect like straddle cross between tasty classic rock, you know, meat and potatoes soloing and a shredder. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. No. You know, that's that's a versatility personified. So, yeah, I, I love them. Always have. And it was a great. It was a great set. Well, Warrant, the highlight of the night. Oh, man, where, where, do, where do we start? <laughs> we've spoke about this many times because in just the two and a half years since we started this, we've seen them a few times and then we've seen them countless i was thinking about this i need to count up but i know i've seen these guys probably yeah. close to 15 times now yeah i mean i i think you've got me beat but we've both seen them a ton a ton of times yeah and that's you been know. several times when Janie lane was in the band mm-hmm. and then a lot of times now with robert mason well, yes. we even saw him once with Janie. Hell yeah, James. we even saw yeah i mean who can say that you know we're right. lucky and robert mason has you know, this is another band. It's the original lineup with Robert Mason on vocals. Yeah. And you've mentioned it before that, you know, this is this is one of the main bands that so many people blow off because they can't get over the fact that someone else is singing. And I mean, that's there's other bands out there like that, but Warren I always see the most of when you look yes. at like social media or something like that, people yeah. complaining. And it's just been, I've seen... So many other people say that once they saw it live, you know, it kind of changed their view. That's right. When you see Robert Mason and sure, you know, he's, I've always said, I always like the fact that, you know, some of these bands go out and get guys that sound exactly like the original guy 
to try mm-hmm. to keep that going. And Robert Mason doesn't sound like Jenny Lane. No. But he sounds perfect singing those songs. That's right. So he, he, he puts his, you know, he does, he, he does Robert Mason, but he also does all those songs a fuckload of respect and he does them the right way that they should be played. Right. Or sang or however. And, um, I, I mean, the, the, and that's, that's what you want if you're bringing in another singer and you want somebody where you're going to do like the old stuff, but you're also going to do new stuff. You want that and they have that. And, you know, they did some songs from their new album, Louder, Harder, Faster, and those were phenomenal as well. Um, you know, the, those have every right to be in the conversation as much as Down Boys or Cherry Pie or I Saw Red or whatever. You know, and some people might not think that, but I do. So get over it. Yeah, and we did, you know, back when that album came out, we did a review here on it. Let's go back and check that out, you know. And we yeah. both love that album. And they, like you said, they played the lead single, single, Louder, Harder, Faster. And they played New Rebellion, which is the yeah. best song on the album. And, and they even played a song from Rockaholic, which is a fucking great album. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's the other thing I, I like is that. A lot of bands, especially of this type, which are the older bands that most people are going to for nostalgia reasons, mm-hmm. they, they'll they play a couple new songs, but then they just completely forget everything else they didn't mm-hmm. do since the old days. And Warren yeah. hasn't done that. They, Like you said, every time we've seen them, they play, still play something from Rockaholic, whether it be Sex Ain't Love or this time they played Dusty's Revenge. Yep. And we've Man. seen them play a couple other songs, too. Maybe one day I'll get life's a song, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> one of these days. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I also got to say, too, I mean, you know, I, maybe this is a little name droppy, but I don't care. But, you know, we, we kind of, we were, you had emailed Joey Allen and we were trying to set up an interview. Um, that didn't work out because of their schedule, but he still was gracious enough to put us on the list. So thank, thank you to Joey Allen. Of course. Um, that was awesome. And, Again, that just, that just shows, you know, the, the, the professionalism and, you know, upright. That, that's why these guys are still doing what they're doing because, you know, they take care of people and they realize that's what it takes. So, you know, that was great. And thanks again. And speaking of Joey Allen going way back, he was on episode 21 yes. of this podcast. Yes, he was. And like you just mentioned, he was one of the more gracious and accommodating people we've had the chance to sit down and do this with, so. Exactly. He's the only person that's been on this podcast to pour us our own beer. Yeah. Right? Well, C.J. Uh, Pierce. Oh, yeah, they made, they made, yeah, C.J. <laughs> Pierce and Joey Allen <laughs> made us drinks, so, hell yes. Well, also, speaking of songs they played, I can't go without saying that they played Hole in My Wall. That, oh, I know. I mean, anything off a of dog eat dog. I mean, if I, okay, here's the thing. If I had like endless amounts of cash, I would get them for a private party and I would be like, I want you guys to play dog eat dog in its entirety. That's it. Well, then and, these and other then, songs and, after. And, and then close a family picnic. <laughs> yeah. And play and Life's Allen, a song. And play Life's a song. And Joey Allen would be like, uh, I'm not your friend anymore. Yeah, if okay, I'm playing well, songs when I wasn't in the band. Okay, well then I'd nix that because <laughs> I want him to be my friend. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Enough about concerts. How about that? Well, no, let's talk about one more concert. 
Okay. It's coming up this Friday in Tulsa. Badass Renee's. We've got Claim Your Enemy making their return to Tulsa with Switchback, Escape Control. What's the fourth band? You remember? Um, I, I honestly, I don't know what you're talking about. I'll say it. Okay. Is this like some new thing that you, that's popped up on me? What, the 17th? Yeah. Oh, wow. Where the fuck have I been? I don't know. They announced it a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago at least. I really? Know. Fuck, I'm slipping to my old age. They're playing Badass Renee's on Friday, and then the same bill is going to Fort Smith and playing there. Fuck. So who is it again? See, here's what you're... You guys are getting this live. I mean, well, not live, but you guys are getting this unedited, unfettered. I have not heard anything about this. But I have to admit, though, I have really slacked off on looking at Facebook. Well, I'm a dick. <laughs> fill me in, Trent. Fill me in. Okay, it's Sign of Lies is also okay. on this bill. And I actually saw them open for Striper in Oklahoma City last year, and they were really good. Really? So, yeah, those four bands are playing Badass Renee's this Friday night, and then... Friday night, huh? Yeah. So, I say we should be out there. Yep, I think so. So, and if you're in the Tulsa area, be out there as well. If not, if you're in Arkansas, get out there to the Fort Smith Show Saturday night. Okay. All right, so, Metallica. Oh, uh, okay. Here we go. Remaster of Puppets. Yes. <laughs> you had to... Okay, what happened was Master Puppets has gotten the reissue treatment just like the other two albums. The box set, vinyl, deluxe reissue. It's a giant fucking, you could kill fucking spiders with it. <laughs> it's huge. Um, I pre-ordered it like three months ago and it just showed up at the doorstep the other day. Um, I mean, where do I start with this thing? Okay, let me I mean, just say you, you know you you've got I can't, I still can't remember which one you've got. I have the ride the lightning box. That's right. That's right. The kill them all remaster. I have just the album, just the vinyl of the okay the album. No, none of the extra stuff. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then so when Master Puppets arrived. I was there with you, and I saw you yes. open it, so I got to see everything. Yes, we opened it, yeah. It was quite a quite a bit going on, mm -hmm. and I know that you started digging into it, so how far have you got into it? I have gotten... I've dug into it. I, it, it okay, first of all, it comes with the vinyl Master of Puppets, and then the other vinyl is a live show. I can't remember where, right off, right off the top of my head. Because there's so many live shows in this box set. But I got that out of the way. And then there's DVDs. The, the two DVDs are interviews. And then there's a set from their, from when they opened up for Ozzy in 86. And there's another set from a festival in Denmark. And if anybody out there has Cliff them all, um, some clips from these interviews and shows were on Kill em All. But this box set has the entire, all of the interviews, all of those live sets, all of that. Wow. And then another DVD is like one of the first shows with Jason when they're still on the Master of Puppets tour cycle. And it's in Japan. 
And it was just like one camera that's probably set up at the sound booth. So there's no angles or nothing. It's just straight on for like an hour. But it's still one of the first shows with Jason. Yeah, see, I don't remember. Or I mean, I don't think mm-hmm. I knew that he... I don't think I knew that they were still on a tour cycle when he joined the band. I thought, yes, because, see, I'm kind of the same way. It's like, I think I knew, but it's been so long since I've really read up on it. I didn't really realize, but, um, you know, Cliff died in September of 86. And, uh, and this brings me back to more the content of the box set. There's a whole CD of auditions, like Jason's first and second auditions. And they're in October of 86. And that could, because they were in such a crucial time in the band's career, where even though they lost Cliff, and that was, as we all know, such a sad thing and such a tragic thing, they, they, they did not have time to stop. They had to keep going and keep putting themselves out there to, to get that momentum. So they had auditions in October and they were back out in Japan by November playing shows. <laughs> Damn. And yeah, and there's so there's, how long were those? The auditions was it like the entire thing or just no? Like there's the CD that has his auditions. There's like maybe five or six songs of his auditions. Is it just with, him playing, or is he playing no, like with the tape just, or it's with It's just them? jamming with the band. Oh, okay. And even James is singing. There's a few lines where James won't sing because he doesn't really. He's just got to kind of get the idea of the song. They want. They're probably focusing on Jason, right? Right. So that's really cool. And the, and for, for being recordings from like from a rehearsal from 86, they're pretty cool. But the rest of the CD is his very first gig with them at, um, God, I wish I had it right in front of me. It was, it, it I, I want to say it was at the somewhere in LA or San Francisco. I can't remember, but it was his first gig and there's CDs of that. And there's like a million interview CDs. And there's different live CDs and this and that. And um, and then the cassette, the cassette is from Sweden. There's a live recording that on a cassette that comes in the box set. And it's Cliff's last gig with him ever. Wow. And that's on the cassette. It's the same day that he died because he died that night after the gig. You know? Right. So, I mean... And it's got buttons, it's got a fucking poster, it's got like a folder with like, you know, handwritten lyric sheets. I mean, it's not like, it's not authentic handwritten, it's printed off. Right. But, I mean, I mean, this thing, it's got everything. So, I mean, you know, it's just... A Metallica fan's dream. Oh, it is, it really is, and especially one of their most monumental albums, Master of Puppets. Um... And it just makes, you know, I'm still chipping away at it, you know. So have you listened to the, just the album Master Puppets on vinyl, the remastered No, one? I haven't. Haven't because, got that far yet? Yeah, because I mean. It's I, like, well, you know. Because it's like, look, I'm going to tell you right now. You could put the remastered version on and you could put the original version on. I, there's no way I could tell the difference. Right. I, I don't have that ear that some people do. Yeah. You know, that's why. And, you know, I don't, I don't mean to make this about me or anything, but that's why back when I used to play out with Zen Hipster, you know, Eric Reese was the guy that had all the pedals and the different amp settings and the different sounds and all that. And there's, I can't tell the difference between any one of it. 
you give me an amp with some distortion and I'm ready to go. It all sounds the same to me. <laughs> you know, and that's why, you know, you have all these remasters and re this and re that. I can't tell a goddamn difference. You know, it, it all sounds the same to me. And so I just got it because I'm a huge Metallica fanboy. And um, now I want to go back and get Red Lightning and kill them all. They've got picture discs and all this kind of stuff, which Master Puppets didn't have. So I, I, I'm just, you know, now I'm infatuated with getting all these damn things, even though they're fucking $200 or whatever, you know? Well, the Injustice for All is next, right? I know. But I saw on Amazon, Ride the Lightning and Kill Them All, the deluxe box sets are only 115 Yeah. <laughs> That's what and, Master Puppets will be this time next year. Yeah, and this son of a bitch was 190 goddamn dollars. <laughs> but damn it, I did it. <laughs> well, and speaking of Metallica... <clears throat> Talk about this podcast that you discovered. Oh yeah, yeah. If I, I wasn't. Yeah, I, I. You know, I was. I was telling you today. I was listening to Gene Simmons on Chris Jericho's podcast, and Chris Jericho threw out a stat at Gene that said, "You know, Kiss is the only band that has multiple podcasts just dedicated to them." <clears throat> And so that got me thinking, I wonder if there's any metal, just soul Metallica related podcasts. So I Googled it. And the first thing that came up was metalupyourpodcast.com. <laughs> um, go to that website. That's a great name. Yes, it is. Or they're on Facebook. They're on Twitter. They're on Instagram. Um, I think Twitter is just metalupyourcast.com because you can't get too wordy on that. <laughs> but I mean, so I, I clicked on it, and I was pleasantly surprised. These guys are humble. They know that they love Metallica, and they admit that they know a ton of shit, but they don't know everything, kind of like us or me or whatever. Um, they've got 48 episodes. I'm just two episodes in, and, you know, they're just regular dudes, and, you know, they're not all fucking, you know, obnoxious and crazy, and I'm really enjoying it so far. So, um you know, I, I, I put a thing on our Instagram. Um, I'm just really excited to get into all these and metalupyourpodcast.com. If you are a gigantic Metallica freak like me, go check it out. I'm only two episodes in, but I can tell you this is some legit stuff. Yeah, they're going to have to get deep at some point. I'm sure they. Oh, they will. <laughs> I mean, I looked at, you know, they have the whole list of all the episodes and they get deep. Every band member, past and present, has their own episode. Every album has its own episode. Every, you know, they have a whole episode just on cunning stunts. <laughs> <laughs> nice. They have a whole episode just on, you know, the videos. And that's just the kind of shit I want, you know. Have they done an episode yet on the Antarctica show? No, no. but you know what? I bet they will. And like, like I said, the one thing that really endeared me towards them was the, the thing they keep saying is, we know everything about Metallica. You know, we, no, what they say is we know more than you, but we know less than you. And I'm sold right there. <laughs> right. You know, because that's, you know, I'm really a fan of being humble and stuff. So I love that. So check that out. There you go. So is there an episode on Ron McGivney? I, I, you know, I think, I think so. Man. I, I don't know. I, I got to look the at first that. One I'm gonna list I got to look at that list again, but I, I think there might be. You know, 
If there is, that's the first thing I'm listening to. <laughs> Got to start somewhere. Hell yeah. So, so here's my question is when are we playing this driver song? Right now. Okay, good. Good. I was wondering. What a segue. Well, you know. Here you go. This is Driver Immortal. <laughs>
Turtle from Driver. That's brand new. They've got two brand new songs out here in the last few weeks with Brandon on vocals. Here we go. This band is back. And this, yes, they are. This song is blistering and badass. That's right. I'm trying to think of more adjectives, well, you know. We had these guys <laughs> on a couple episodes ago. They're doing some heavier stuff with seven strings. But at the same time, you know, they got Brandon so they can do some really cool, you know, clean, just, you know, up their vocals. So, I mean, you know, um, I'm really excited to see where these guys are going to go. And if these songs, this new song, any indication, it's 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 great. I mean, we've talked about Driver since we started this podcast. <clears throat> so we've loved all incarnations, but Brandon really brings something to him and it's just a little bit different, a little bit bigger in my opinion. Yeah. And what these two songs imply to me is that you get an even more chance to really know what Driver is all about because this song Immortal like kicks off and it almost sounds like it's got a slight power metal vibe to it. Yeah. And yeah. then, you know, when Brandon sings, that kind of changes it a bit and then the song kind of goes, but you know, Driver... That's the cool thing about them is they've always been kind of a hybrid of different kinds of metal. And that's a great thing whenever you're not just strictly one thing, you know? Yes, exactly. And it's, you know, it's just really cool to, to hear something this great and then hear the follow-up song be as great as well. So get on to Reverb Nation and check both these out. Buy them. Support this band. They're playing... Is it the Shrine on December 1st? Is that right with uh, Dead Orchestra? Yes, that's and right. And Doxy? Doxy, yeah. And I think there's a fourth band, right? Uh, Sorry. It's not Screaming Beauty. They're playing in Wichita with that same lineup, I think. But We we, we will we will get that going. We should have uh, yeah, done we better done research. <laughs> I'll blame this on you because it's easy. I know it's another good band. All four bands are good. So I was excited <laughs> about this lineup. But in the meantime, just get on their page and follow them. That's right. And you'll be alerted of all this stuff. The Dead Orchestra out of Wichita is back together. That's right. And they've played. And we couple... saw them back in the day. Yeah. And they're making their return to Tulsa for what, the first time since who knows when? Yeah, no kidding. So, yeah, get out to the shrine and check out that with Driver and Doxy. And what's next? Greta Van Fleet. Greta Van Fleet. We wanted to talk about not just this new release, but the band in general, you know, because we, you know, surprisingly, this is a band we haven't <laughs> talked about amongst ourselves, but we've never mentioned yeah. on the podcast, you know? Well, you know, and, 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 and this is a thing, it's, I, I've listened, you know, Greta Van Fleet, they've been, they, they've been on the scene for a year or so. And they've, they've drawn a lot of, they've got a lot of heat. You know, they've got some stuff going. People love them because they're kind of a, a throwback, a retro thing. They really love, you know, they really kind of harken back to Led Zeppelin hardcore. But that's also why some people are kind of like, I don't know, you know, they kind of were too Zeppelin-y or whatever. Uh, they're really young. Um, but they're really fucking good. They're really fucking good. Um, I, I, you know, they've had an EP out forever and that was really interesting. And this past, what, Friday, 
the 10th, I think, they, you know, they released their full album uh, from the fires. Actually, what it was was that same EP, but with four more songs. Yes, yeah, the four more songs, yeah. It's like a double EP, they say, however. And, you know, I, I immediately fired it up, and I have to say, the first song, Safari Song, right. to me is so fucking good, but holy goddamn fuck. I mean, the kid sounds exactly like Robert Plant. Yeah. Like, amazingly, insanely, uncanny like Robert Plant. At every register, at, too. At, yeah, exactly. The low stuff, the high stuff, you're goddamn right. And it's like, I don't know. I don't, I, I, I don't know what to do here. I really don't know what to do. It's great. It's so great. It's fucking talent. It, talent fucking oozing for days. You know, don't get me wrong, but it's like, man, maybe this is just too much like Zeppelin. <laughs> right. You know, and it's because, you know, the, and I heard, you know, I've heard various outlets, podcasts, radio shows, whatever, you know, well, you know, this is just an EP. I want to hear their full length before I make a judgment and stuff. And it's like, fuck, you know, you could hear some Zeppelin stuff, definitely. But when this thing came out and you heard Safari Song, it's like, whoa, this is too much like Zeppelin. <laughs> Like, what the fuck? But at the same time, it's so fucking good. I mean, you know? That's the thing. It's like... Well, go ahead. And then, you know, the last song, Black Smoke Rising, which is on the EP, I love that song. I love the melody of it. And it's just like, I I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. Well, the thing is, throughout my life, you know, I've always been critical of bands that sound too much like other bands Mm -hmm. you know even though there's some throughout history that i like yeah you know david coverdale people used to say he sounded too much like robert plant but he sure shit didn't sound this much like no no fucking shit man um and there's been you know other cases for whoever you know bon scott and that you know always has people out there trying to sound like that Mm -hmm. whatever but the difference with greta van fleet lies in what you said is it's so fucking amazing. Yeah. yeah. You know, musicianship and the songwriting. That's right. And the thing that jumps out to me the most is this something we kind of mentioned on just the last couple episodes, you know, when we're talking about retro style bands, is that some of them, not naming any of them, you know, just kind of seems like it's like, hey, let's put together a band that sounds like this, you know, or that harkens back to the 70s or whatever. Mm-hmm. But this band, this guy sounds so much like Robert Plant, but it doesn't sound like it's a put on. It just well, sounds no, like yeah, I, I you know, totally understand what Shane. There's people it, out yeah. there that sound like they're they're attempting to sound away, or like they're you'll hear s- singers that attempt to sound English or whatever have that sound. This guy just sounds like, well, guess what? I'm lucky. I was born with a voice that sounds like Robert Plant. Fuck you. Yeah, you know, and that's that's. <laughs> That's why I'm going to give him a pass. Well, and, you know? and this is the thing. It's like what I like about this stuff, it, uh, what I like about Greta Van Fleet and a lot of these kind of bands is, you know, I've heard, I've heard Led Zeppelin. Okay. I'm fucking, I'm goddamn 41 years old. I've heard Led Zeppelin all my fucking life. I've heard this band all my life. I've heard that band all my life. I love these bands. I really do. But I also, you know, and maybe this isn't the popular opinion, or maybe it is. I don't know. Who cares? Fuck me. 
but I, I, I want to hear new stuff. I want to hear what, what, I want to hear what this band has to say. I want to hear what that band has to say, you know, and you've got these guys that, I mean, we're old enough to be their dads for Christ's sakes. <laughs> they're like 18. Are they really? Yeah. I didn't know that. No, yeah, they're like super fucking young. Two of them just graduated high school. Wow. And, um, and, and I, you know, I, I, I heard the interview on Eddie Trump. One of them, the drummer just graduated high school and he's a golf pro. He could go play golf and make a ton of fucking money. But he's <laughs> like, I want to, I want to drum. I want to play drums and do this for a while. Wow. But it's like, I'm interested in what, what kind of new stuff there's going on. And these guys love, let's see, we love all this. Let's do, let's see what it sounds like through our eyes. So it's really interesting to hear all this stuff. That's the thing. You're never going to hear a new Led Zeppelin song. Yeah. So now go listen to the, the Safari yeah, song. It, it, you know? Exactly. <laughs> so it's really, it's really refreshing to know that like, you know, you know, that, that, that this is going on. And so. I and mean, there's, some, there's I, several know, of the songs that I want to point out of the eight songs on here. You know, of course, Safari song, Highway Tune was the first single, I think, off that first EP. Mm-hmm. Have that real Zeppelin vibe even in the music. But there's a few of the songs that musically don't sound exactly like Zeppelin. You know, you hear exactly like yeah. crows, you hear other stuff. Yes, in there. you do. And, that, and that's the thing is like, it, it's funny, like you... you when I heard the EP, I'm like, well, they, they're Zeppelin-y, but I don't really hear Total. But then I heard this, like, the whole thing in, like, Safari Song. I was like, holy fuck. But at the same time, you know, they they do have different stuff going on. And you got to think, they're young. Three years, they might sound totally different. That's true. And that might be really good. Well, and another know? thing to point out is I listened to the album. And, you know, on Spotify, if you don't have something queued up, it'll start playing album radio. Mm-hmm. And the first song it played once this ended was Tesla. Really? There you go. And then it went to Black Crows. And Black, then yeah. The James Gang. <laughs> the James Gang. And then That's great. Uh, That's great. Blackstone like that. Cherry. So, yeah. I mean, there you go. I mean, it's that shows you it's kind of... And Led Zeppelin wasn't even on the queue of songs coming up. Yeah. So, I don't know. Well, I also think they'll be at Rocklahoma this year, but whatever. I hope so. Yeah, me too. But even I, yeah, that, I would love to see these guys. That song "Talk on the Street" and "Meet on the Ledge," you know, are both fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like you said, "Black Smoke Rising." I love. That's the one. I love that song. I mean, just man, I, I love that song. Yeah, I mean, if if obviously if you love classic rock, give this thing a listen. Yes. If you just love good rock and roll, give this thing a listen. That's right. While we're still on the kind of retroy whatever, um, I want to talk about Jared James Nichols. Okay. His album came out. You told me to listen to it, and I forgot. I still haven't. Well, here's the thing, though. This is why I want to talk about it. Okay, first of all, he's, you know, it's if you like blues, hard rock, this is the fucking album for you. This guy, he can sing. He plays guitar. He plays with his fingers. He doesn't use a pick. He's phenomenal. He can solo his ass off. Uh, the album's called Black Magic, if you can find it. First off... It was on Spotify, and that's where I heard it, and it's not on there anymore. This is something I just discovered because I wanted to go back and listen to it. So just out of curiosity, I looked on Amazon, not on there. Looked on iTunes, it's gone. 
Seriously? Yes. I don't know what the hell's going on. If on Amazon you can get the CD for thirty bucks from the UK. What the hell? Yeah. So well, he's from the UK? No, he's from here. <laughs> That's the thing. Is first of all, wow. it was it was on spot. It, it came out a week. It came out in the UK and then it came out in the US a week later. And now it's gone from the US everywhere. It's not on Amazon, not on iTunes, not on Spotify. It's not anywhere. So saying it's not on Spotify to me, like, okay, but then when you say it's not on exactly. iTunes or Amazon, like that's Spotify, weird. I was like, well, you know, it was there and then it was gone, whatever. Spotify is always kind of sketchy with some, some things anyways, but it's not on iTunes and it's not on Amazon. If you want it, if you want it on Amazon, you have to order the CD for like 32 bucks from the UK or the vinyl for like 49 bucks from the UK. So I don't know what the hell is going on. This thing was out for like three days in the U.S. and now it's done again. I don't know what the hell is going on, but it's phenomenal. Um, Jared, just one word, Jared James Nichols on Instagram. He puts a video out every day, him playing. The guy's fucking phenomenal. He plays guitar better than you can ever imagine. Better than you can, whoever you are out there. I mean, it's insane. So... Hopefully that I even tweeted him said hey man what's what's going on why can't I get this album in the US anymore <laughs> I could get it last week now I can't what's up so did you know Joe Satrani listens to our podcast oh fuck so you hold just, on so hold you just on said he's better I'm, than I meant I meant to to mention that to you I I was follow, I looked at that the other day so, it was whoever was following us and I noticed Joe Satriani followed us are you serious. Yeah, I was joking. No, what was this? <laughs> and I meant to tell you, what was this on? I can't remember. It was on Twitter or Instagram or something. Well, no one's better than Joe Satriani. Okay, I was exaggerating. Okay. But yes, Joe Satriani follows us. Wow, I didn't know that. Anyways. But no, for real. Like, I don't know what the hell's going on with this guy. But he's phenomenal, so YouTube him, Instagram him. Uh, and hopefully that album will be out again. Well, I just got a random uh, message from Dell Diver from uh, Oh Grind. Look at that! Telling me that he loved the Shield in wrestling. Just letting people know that. Oh, <laughs> I do too, Dell. I do too. All right. What you were going to talk about is I didn't really know about this till you mentioned it, mm. but apparently tonight on yes. Sirius, what on Octane or what? Um, I don't, I don't or just know some, actually. Or maybe probably Lithium. Who knows? Uh. Stone to a Pilots is supposed to announce their vocalist. Yes, I know that it was. It's pre-taped yesterday, and you know there's interviews. They do songs live, and you know what? I don't know if that's you know pre-existing songs or new songs, but probably they're both. Yeah, yeah, probably both. But they're introducing their new singer, and you know I know that I've seen like. You know, Eddie Trunk is pretty close with them, and they've told him that, like... Eddie Trunk is close with everybody. Yeah, well, okay, okay, I know that, and he is, and, you know, everyone's a friend. Um, But I'm just saying that to say that they they said that... They themselves said that he's maybe kind of known, but they don't know that he's really known. So who knows who this guy is? Well, I was going to ask you that, because I thought I'd seen a while back that it was, like... That they were getting, that they were going with someone that wasn't established. And like, maybe oh. they're not. Maybe he was just in, like, you know, who knows, you know. Maybe it's Ian Thornley. You never know. It could be. <laughs> I mean, it really could be. I would not be surprised if it was something like that. Well, they just, 
No, Big Rep just announced like a big, like two month long tour. Or okay, like never mind. So probably didn't. But we'll find out tonight. Yeah. And and I'm pretty I'm pretty intrigued, you know. And I and and I'll be listening. I'll be listening to Sirius. So. Yeah, I'll, be, I'll, and I'll find out what channel it's on. It'll be interesting, you know. And we talked about Robert Mason earlier to see what, what kind yeah. of sound this guy has if it's totally different again. Because yeah. when they went with Chester Bennington, that was obviously different than Wyland. Yes, but it still worked. Yeah, it did. And I, I remember the song they did with him was great. Yeah. So and I saw some live stuff. I don't remember what songs, but yeah, he sounded good doing it. Exactly. Well, you know what? We'll find out the channel and we'll listen to it. You know, out in the kitchen or something. We'll talk about it next yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And we'll just kind of see how it goes. Yeah. One more thing before we start wrapping this up, as we didn't mention last time, but your favorite baseball team won the World Series. Yes, that's right. The I know that's not Houston music. Astros. But, you know. So proud. Um, you know, I think it was a long time coming. They sucked for so many years. And a few years ago, they started getting some guys and they started getting some momentum and there was something brewing, and, you know, I felt it coming on. And then e- even Sports Illustrated, what was it, like, three years ago? 2014. Yes, they put, they put uh, I think it was fucking George Springer on the cover. Yeah. And said, Astros are your 2017 World Series champs. And God damn it, they got it right. And <laughs> it was a... Normally that's a jinx. Yes, I know. It was a pretty sweet feeling. Um, I remember when I got that in the mail box, I took a picture and I texted it to <laughs> I know, I know. D- there's a couple dudes at work that did the same thing. They're like, did you see this? You guys are <laughs> fucked. Now you're jinxed. <laughs> you know, but I mean, it was really cool. Um, you know, uh, hopefully wherever, wherever out in the ether my dad is, rest his soul, he fucking enjoyed that. Oh, yeah. You know, because, you know, we buried him in his Astros hat. Um, so yeah, that was great. And I was really glad to see it. And, you know, um, they, they just, uh, you know, last year was tough for them because I think they could have done it last year if they hadn't had such a rough start. Yeah. But they started out rough and they lost a lot of games. But like around June or July, they really came back and kicked ass, but it just wasn't enough. And this year they just, they owned it the whole way through. And I knew, I knew, I knew at least they would get to the World Series. So yeah, I was totally stoked. And thanks for bringing that up. And they're not losing anyone significant. So next no. year they yeah, yeah, might exactly. have another chance. Exactly. You know? And you got to enjoy it because both our football teams suck this year. They do. And I, you know, it, I'm done. I'm <laughs> fucking done. I don't even watch. They lost to the fucking 49. Yeah, I know. It's like, I'm fucking. <laughs> I'll just put on a fucking movie. Your your favorite team lost to the worst team in the NFL after they beat my favorite team like a few weeks ago. Thanks. So that means the Broncos are worse than <laughs> the Broncos are worse than the 49ers. Well, you know. We'll both we'll we'll both get we'll both get some good picks. Yeah. That's true. You know? That that's that's all we can hope for right now. It really is. For sure. Thank you for listening. That's right. As always, we like to mention that we've got now 147 previous episodes. A bunch of them are on YouTube now, at Ethan Underground. You can pull those up, listen to them there, or you can listen to every single episode at soundcloud.com backslash thunder dash underground. A lot of people we've mentioned on this podcast today, yeah, like Warrant, Firehouse, Rocket Science, Oklahoma, Scream Red Mutiny, Custom Black, 
claim your enemy. Severmind, Grind, Machine the Mountain. Yeah. Basically, every one of those bands has been yeah. on here. And then many of them will be back again. Yes. And then we've got... Uh, mentioned. We mentioned uh, Dave Cantrell and Terry Waska. We've had them on for the Oil Capital Underground. Yeah, go back, check that out. It's really interesting. We don't talk about punk music enough. And that's a cool episode because it's all on the history of the Tulsa punk scene. Yes. And then everyone from Corrosion of Conformity, Shine Down, Kiss, Saving Abel, Seven Dust, Death Angel, Battlecross, Shooter Jennings, Warrant, Europe, Firehouse. I already mentioned those two bands, but Great White, Lillian Axe, Bullet Boys, Insight. He is Legend. The Sword. Yeah, He is Legend's coming back to Tulsa. And December opening up for Gore. There you go. So, if you're a Gore fan, get there early because he has Legends, a pretty cool band. Yeah. DetailedUnderground.com is the website. Instagram is at DetailedUnderground. And every Monday night at 7 p.m. Central, we stream on 1027WSNR.com. That's right. Thanks to them for having us on. And then, like I said before, you can stream us anytime you want on YouTube or SoundCloud. All right, until next time. Thunder Underground, y'all.